The process of landing investment banking job offers can often feel like a black box, which leads to confusion and anxiety for most of the candidates going through it. Hey, my name is Sam Shaw, and I'm the founder of Wall Street Mastermind. I've personally coached numerous students on how to successfully break into top-tier investment banks, including Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley, JP Morgan, Centerview, Evercore, and PJT Partners, just to name a few. On this podcast, I'm going to help you demystify the investment banking recruiting process by sharing what the clients of Wall Street Mastermind have done to get results like these. Enjoy this episode. You mentioned like using more using more um, debt upfront is it increases the returns of the LBO, right? Yeah. Um, why is that? Because like in an M&A deal, in a traditional M&A deal, um, like cost of debt is higher than cost of cash, right? So like, Ideally, you want to use less debt, right, in a deal. So, like, what was the difference here? Um, well, first of all, uh, just the least amount of money that uh, – the mo- least amount of your own money you can put in. And uh, that's probably kind of – that's going to end up uh, – I mean, that's not a very good explanation. But I think you understand kind of where I'm going with that. I could word that better. Uh, and then also because even though debt um, can be expensive, there's also a tax shield that the company would receive in each year. And so you'd have a higher tax shield in each year, meaning that um, your, uh, the amount, is, amount you pay in taxes is less. And so you can use more... Uh, I mean, that's kind of the answer I got. It was pretty bad, but. Yeah, I mean, that, that wasn't, first of all, delivery was bad, but also like, I don't think it was correct, right? So. Okay. Um, it's kind of a trick question. Like comparing an LBO deal to a traditional M&A deal is kind of apples and oranges because in a traditional M&A deal, cost of cash is lower than cost of debt, which is lower than cost of equity. So like, you know, the, the lower your cost of capital is, the more accretive the transaction is going to be, right? But in reality, in a private equity deal, there's no such thing as, like, if you really want to make an apples to apples comparison, there is no such thing as cash. Because when you don't use debt in the LBO and you're using cash, it's actually equity, right? Is mm-hmm. that an equity? Why is it equity? Because it's money that you raised from your LPs, right? Yeah. And so that's actually like more expensive than, even if you want to make that comparison, that's actually more expensive than debt, right? Does that mm-hmm. make sense? But also yeah. the other big difference is that in an LBO, the private equity firm, even the like, Debt is more expensive, but like you're paying back the debt with the cash flow generated by the company. So it's not like the PE firm is paying out of pocket for that debt, right? They're not paying back the debt with their own money. They're, it, it's kind of like a yeah. real estate investor buying a house, buying investment property and renting it out 
to a tenant and then every month the tenant pays rent and then that rent gets uh, gets used to pay the mortgage so like the the owner of the investment property really only had to pay the down payment mm-hmm. right and eventually the mortgage gets paid off like it's actually the exact same it's the exact same scenario here right yeah so instead of like buying the company if a if a company is a hundred million dollars and you have to pay a hundred million dollars out of pocket instead you only have to pay 30 million dollars and eventually the debt gets paid off and you own the entire business anyway that's how you that's how you cause your returns to go up right yep so you gotta explain that like way better yeah i know (laughs) yeah so is that enough to just like understand the concepts understanding concepts is just like that's like the bare minimum right once you guys understand the concepts you have to practice explaining it verbally right so this is why like all the mock interview questions at the end of the technical uh, at the end of each technical module like when you guys are going through those first like don't listen to my answer try to answer the question yourself to see if you can how you do it and then listen to my version of the answer and then like compare in terms of like, what's the difference in how you deliver the answer, right? Sometimes it's like, hey, it's pretty similar actually, then great, right? Sometimes it's different. Like maybe you got the right answer, but the way I delivered it was just like a lot more concise and a lot more crisp and sounds a lot more confident. Then that's a delivery issue. And you gotta think about like, okay, how do I get my delivery closer to what Sam's doing? And then like, sometimes it's different because your answer is straight up wrong. In which case like, that's more problematic, then you gotta like go on the Slack channel and like go on the technical question channel and like ask someone to explain that concept to you until you understand it, right? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think I'm gonna have to go do that a little bit. Yeah, I would do that. Thanks for listening to this episode. Interested in discovering how you can get personalized one-on-one coaching from Wall Street Mastermind to help you beat out the massive amount of competition out there? head on over to www.wallstreetmastermind.com slash apply. And the street is abbreviated to ST, so it's really wall, stmastermind.com slash apply. And our team looks forward to speaking with you.